0: okay morning everybody it's just as well that uh, Andrew's having trouble this morning and not yesterday (laughs) we would have missed him Uh, welcome to our brief time together i'd just like to begin by reading to you from Mark chapter 14 the first 11 verses setting the scene Now the Passover and Festival of Unleavened Bread were only two days away and the chief priests and teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or the people may riot. While Jesus was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, A woman came with an alabaster jar, jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, and you can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial truly i tell you whenever the gospel is preached throughout the world what she has done will also be told in memory of her then judas iscariot one of the twelve went to the chief priests to betray jesus to them they were delighted to hear this and promised to give him money so he watched for an opportunity to hand him over Let us pray together. Our great God and heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you this morning in his name. And we ask as we think briefly about this little incident, that you will speak to us, that you will make eternal things real to us, Work in our hearts by your Holy Spirit, we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. There was tension in the air. A few days before, Jesus had entered Jerusalem on a donkey, deliberately identifying himself with the Old Testament prophecy about the long-promised Messiah. He driven out the traders and money changers from the temple because they were desecrating what God intended to be a house of prayer. He had told the parables that the he told parables that Jewish leaders knew were speaking of them and their failure to welcome him for who he was. He had confounded them over theological issues. He had called them hypocrites. He'd spoken about the days to come, including the grim future for Jerusalem. And the leaders were now absolutely determined to kill him. They just couldn't let this go on. Only one thing was holding them back. And that was the fact that he was Jesus was so popular amongst the ordinary people after all hadn't they just been shouting his praise as he entered Jerusalem a couple of days ago however this was not an easy time each night after the day in Jerusalem Jesus and his 12 disciples left the city and uh, went out to a village called Bethany about two miles east of Jerusalem He was among friends there, although the situation was not normal. There would be some excitement due to the large number of Passover visitors that would have been in the village and all around the village. It was an unusual situation. The day passed would not have been an easy one for Jesus. And the evening meal that night would have been overshadowed. By the threat of the situation they were in the home of a man called Simon the leper he couldn't have been a leper now of course or they wouldn't have been in his house Jesus probably had healed him and from John's gospel we know that Lazarus was there too and that his sister Martha was serving the meal Then something remarkable happened. The younger sister, Mary, came in, carrying uh, a a flask of very expensive ointment, perfume, made from spices from India and the East. She broke the neck of the flask and she poured the ointment over the head and the feet of Jesus. Fragrance was wonderful and it permeated every corner of the house. It was probably Judas Iscariot that started the criticism. What a waste! What a waste! That could have been sold and it would have been a year's wages for a laboring man. Hmm. She could have, all that money could have been given to the poor, and it seems that the other disciples joined in talking amongst themselves. What a waste. Why did she do it? Well, we're not actually told, of course. But one reason could have been out of thankfulness. Just recently, Jesus had brought her brother back to life after being in the grave for four days. The family had known Jesus for some time. He had obviously been a blessing to them over this time. We can't be sure of the details. But Mary was showing her debt of gratitude to the Lord Jesus Christ. Clearly, she wanted to honor Jesus for who he was and the words of God that he brought. On an earlier occasion it had been Mary that had chosen to sit at the feet of Jesus instead of helping her sister Martha that had upset Martha But Mary had chosen to sit and listen to the words of Jesus. She wouldn't have understood fully who Jesus was But no matter what the authorities said, she recognized the teaching of Jesus as something that she wanted for herself. She was honoring Jesus, not as a miracle worker, but for his words and who he was. Thankfulness, honoring Jesus, undoubtedly she was showing her love. The religious leaders, the influential people, hated him. She loved him. And he was worth all this and more. Forget the hostility of the leaders. It didn't matter about the disturbance of all the visitors around. She wanted to show her gratitude, to give him honor, to show her love for this Jesus who meant so much to her, and she didn't mind who knew it. Jesus defended her, of course. She's done what she could. She's anointed my body for burial ahead of time. It was the Jewish practice to embalm the body before burial. Jesus knew that his death was near, actually at this Passover time. She has, he said, anointed me ahead of time what she has done is entirely appropriate and thinking ahead to the many years of the future he said and wherever the gospel is preached what she's done will be told this what she has done is will be told and of course uh, we're remembering today of course her action would never be forgotten then he says to them you won't always have me with you but you will always have the poor and you can help them whenever you want. And uh, that was a reminder, of course, that one of the things that God had commanded that they, they should help the poor. Well, we too live in troubled times. COVID-19 is some kind of threat to us all, health-wise, it isn't only those of us in the upper bracket that uh, face the, the threat. There is a possibility for us all that this is the time when we go to meet our maker. There's a, a threat to the economy, to our personal economy as well. Perhaps in hindsight, we will see that's even more serious. We can't foresee what's going to happen. Hopefully, our country, we ourselves, the world, will recover given time. But despite the help offered by government, there will people that lose their business, their job, and perhaps their home. Incomes will be reduced. Some may go bankrupt. And we're reminded by the words of Jesus that we should help those who are in trouble and in difficulty in our own country, those around us in Gloucester, and uh, also those overseas in countries, uh, take for instance, Africa, where poverty is already common and defense against the virus is virtually non-existent think of the refugee camps the slums of Africa what about this week this is uh, we're approaching the time when we remember especially the voluntary and self-sacrificial death of our Lord Jesus what's in our minds threat to life threat to prosperity and well-being well that's inevitable it's not wrong and uh, we should be concerned for others yet in all the uncertainty and threats of her day mary was thinking of something she thought more important let us keep our perspective clear There is a bigger thing than COVID-19 for us to be dwelling on this week. Mary expressed her thankfulness, so can we. We remember especially this week that Jesus was doing the will of his Father, working out a plan from eternity, giving his life for us as our sinless substitute. He did this that we might be forgiven, that we might be reconciled to an offended God and know him as our heavenly father. He did this to make us heirs of an inheritance laid up in heaven for us, incorruptible. And in these unusual days, we can express our gratitude to him. Mary honored, lord jesus christ so can we one day the whole world will honor him willingly or unwillingly but peter tells us that here and now we should reverence the lord jesus christ as lord in our hearts we should honor him as such and let that influence our behavior in the world That's something for these uncertain days too. And then Mary showed her love for the Lord Jesus. It's not just that she loved him. She made the occasion to show it. We too this week can express our love for our Lord Jesus Christ. And we can determine to work this out from day to day. Paul said, the love of Christ constrains us, it controls us, the love of Christ is our motivation. Were the whole realm of nature mine that were an offering far too small? Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all, thankfulness, honor, love. May our Heavenly Father make this real to us this Easter.